so while they visit their family for a couple days for a weekend every two months, I come home for two weeks every six months. So throughout the year, I might actually spend more time with my family and friends than they do. Hey, my name is Jordan Giberson. I'm a Texas girl living and thriving in London. The best thing I've ever done, moving abroad hands down. And I'm passionate about helping others do the same. Are you curious about finding a job abroad? You're in the right place, friend. I'll teach you the tried and true secrets of how to make moving abroad a reality for you and how to live a fulfilling life once you get there. We'll cover topics like choosing the best visa for you, how to get a job offer in another country, how to get over your fear of moving abroad, and how to live a life you love once you get there. This is the Move Abroad Podcast. When people consider moving abroad, they're often worried about leaving friends and family and think they won't see them as often. But I think the deeper worry here is that they will lose these relationships with friends and family. And while I think it's possible to neglect these relationships, which might cause them to fade over time, I think there are absolutely a few strategies and habits you can put into place to make sure you maintain healthy, strong relationships with the people you love back home when you do move abroad. Here is a myth about moving abroad. I will lose relationships with family and friends if I move abroad. If it was the year 1833 and you were moving to another country, this would absolutely be valid, but it's not. It's 2023. It may feel like you're further away and that makes it feel like a bigger deal to move to another country. And it is a big deal, but it's not as big of a deal as people think when it comes to maintaining relationships when you move abroad. Here are a few strategies I use to maintain close relationships with my family and friends from Texas. So the first thing I did was I chose specific relationships to keep and let others fall away. You cannot have deep relationships with hundreds of people, no matter where you live. You can try, but you'll be left spread really thin with a bunch of friends who don't actually know you on a deep level. You have to let some friendships go to make way for new ones. It's important to develop relationships with people around you in person, otherwise it will be really hard to feel a sense of belonging when you do move abroad. When I left Texas, I knew I wanted to maintain a strong relationship with my family, first and foremost, and a few friends who I genuinely want to keep as lifelong friends. I consciously chose them in my mind and made sure there was a system in place to maintain those relationships. And there are some relationships that I don't try to maintain throughout the year, but when I'm in Texas, I'll message them and we'll meet up for a coffee to catch up. Or my mom, bless her, will try to set up lunches or dinners with aunts and uncles and cousins so we all get a chance to reconnect over the Christmas holidays, for example. The second thing I've done is I found a different communication system for each person that works best for us. So for my parents, that system in place is that I typically call them once a week on a Saturday or a Sunday morning around 2 p.m. my time, which is 8 a.m. their time. I know I can normally catch them at this time because they've just woken up and are having their morning coffee together. So cute, which also means I can chat to both of them at the same time so I don't have to repeat my life happenings all over again. I won't even bother texting my mom or sending her a voice note because we won't have a good conversation that way. And sometimes she doesn't quickly respond to texting and ain't nobody got time to wait for that. For my sister, she's a nurse, so her schedule is a bit more unpredictable, but I know I can catch her if she's on her off day, then then we're golden. So typically one of us messages the other to set up a call ahead of time and we catch up about every other week. 
We always Snapchat each other and send each other reels, and sometimes I send her voice notes to get a response quicker about a particular topic. For my brother, we focus more on Snapchat. When I found out I could keep up communication with him more consistently because we grew a snap streak, you best bet I became a Snapchat girl to help maintain that relationship with him. And it became a new thing I did on my day-to-day, sending quick photos on Snapchat to my brother, sister, and best friends from Texas to keep them updated on what I was up to. For my Texas besties, we have calls every once in a while, but we mostly Snapchat about our day-to-day and send each other big life updates in our group chat. We also make sure to make plans together in person every six months or so when I'm back in town, and I schedule as much time with each of them as I can. When we meet in person, it's like nothing has changed, and we always have a really amazing and purposeful conversations about our lives. I do have a quick little side note. So a little tip here for phone calls to friends and family. When you call internationally, you use a country code. So every country has its own individual country code that you add to a phone number. So in the US, the country code is plus one because we've decided we're number one, obviously. Then you add the normal phone number. The UK is plus four, four, then the regular phone number. If you are in a country and dial a number within that country, you don't have to add the country code. It's just for whenever you're dialing a number outside of the country that you're in. And make sure to call people using FaceTime audio or video or WhatsApp video or audio or call through Snapchat or some other app. If you call through normal dialing, your phone carrier might charge you an extortionate amount. For example, AT&T charges $3 per minute. So after an hour long phone call, that's a $300 international calling charge. You only make that mistake once. The third habit I've put in place to make sure I maintain healthy relationships with my friends and family back home is that I made a decision to go back home a specific number of times every year. When I moved here, I didn't know how long I would be here, and I still don't, but I knew it would be for a couple years at least. And since I knew I wanted to maintain strong relationships with family and friends in the States, I told myself that I would spend the money on two flights home per year. I told myself that was a priority for me. So I go back twice a year, and I typically stay for one and a half to two and a half weeks. This is very focused time to spend with my friends and family. People always say, well, you live so far away, so you probably don't get to spend as much time with your family. I have two rebuttals to this statement. The first is that if I were to have moved to another state rather than another country, say I moved to New York rather than London, I would probably come back to visit Texas the same amount of times. It's just a more foreign idea to move to another country and fly back home from another country rather than your own. And yeah, I spend a bit more money on flights and the flights are a bit longer, but it's not a crazy higher cost and I will spend almost an entire day traveling anyways. I'll spend a few more hours on the plane to and from London, but basically a whole day will be dedicated to the flight, whether I fly from New York or London. I have some friends in London who are from New Zealand or the Philippines. It takes them closer to 24 hours to get home with at least one layover, and the flights are crazy expensive. That's a bit more of a sacrifice for them, so they don't end up going back home as often as I do. They go back more like once a year or every two years, but they might stay longer, maybe a month or so, if they're able to take some time off of work with their jobs. 
it's definitely something to think through whenever you move abroad. My second rebuttal to people saying I don't spend as much time with family and friends since I live abroad is that I would probably spend just about the same amount of time throughout the year if I stayed in Texas versus going abroad. How often do you go home? Maybe you spend every weekend with your parents and your very best friends. But what I've seen from my friends back in Texas is that they have their own lives and maybe they travel back home for a couple hours for lunch once a month or visit for a weekend every two months or so. Um, So while they visit their family for a couple days for a weekend every two months, I come home for two weeks every six months. So throughout the year, I might actually spend more time with my family and friends than they do. Maybe you visit your family more often than a weekend every couple months, but my point is that it's possible to still spend just as much time with friends and family as my Texas friends do. The fourth point that I wanted to make is that there are so many creative ways to make sure you see friends and family consistently. So finding creative ways to spend more time with friends and family, number one. Now, this one is not something I currently do, but would like to start implementing over the next few years. I go home about twice a year, but my family doesn't visit as often. I told my mom recently that I want her to get more used to coming to visit me about once a year. So, you know, maybe one year my parents come visit me in London to have a more relaxed trip. And then the year after that, we could meet somewhere in Europe to have a bigger travel trip. Finding creative ways to spend more time with friends and family, number two, could be, you know, so I have a corporate job with an American company. I have a remote contract and I'm able to work UK hours since I live in London, but they're fine with me working from the US for a few weeks at a time if I want to, because most of my team is US-based anyways. And they're used to different time zones since this is a global company. Also, there's a bit of travel involved for events and team meetups, so I go to the U.S. a couple times a year for business. I might go on a trip to Charlotte in a few weeks, and if I do, I'll see if my family wants to meet me there for a couple days so we can spend a bit of time together. Finding creative ways to spend more time with family and friends, option number three. Another thing I have thought about is when I have children. That is a big thought. I think about this all the time. So what could that look like? I thought, well, maybe I can make sure to have an extra bedroom for friends and family to come visit me so they can have a place to stay when they visit. Maybe when I have a baby here, my mom can come stay with me for a few weeks and I'll always have a bedroom here to visit me and the children. Also, maybe I focus on making sure my job always allows me to have freedom to take the kids back to Texas once a year for a more extended period of time so my kids get to know another culture and spend time with my family there. Maybe when they get older, they can spend one of their three breaks a year with my parents in Texas because in the UK, they have trimesters with more breaks throughout the year instead of one extended summer like in the U.S., These are just some ideas, but the point of this whole conversation is that you don't have to be stuck in the mindset that there's only one way to do something. You can get creative and think of ways to spend time with family and friends back home. Don't psych yourself out of moving abroad because you're scared you won't see your friends and family enough. There are plenty of ways to still make this happen. And who knows, you might even surprise yourself that you see friends and family even more than you did before because you've moved to another country and you know you need to be more intentional about it. 